God's people, on today's show, I want you to stop being scared and start something. And in order to reinforce that thinking, not only do I play a song entitled Fear Nothing by Path of Revelation, but I have an in-depth and transparent conversation with the CEO of Chosen Vessels, Inc., Faint Adams. Yes, Faint is here to talk to us today about how she started her fashion brand while she was at work. And now she leads a family of entrepreneurs with a brand that's becoming known all around the globe. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. inspiration. Now Inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Fear nothing, start something. All right, I want you to gather around. Come come closer. You know, listen to me. I have something important to say to you. I need you to start something. And I'm not just talking right now. I really need you to think about something. That you've been saying you were gonna do, like it. Could, maybe you've been saying you were gonna do this for a week, maybe the last five years. Maybe you've been saying you were gonna accomplish something or do something since you were a child. And not only have you not accomplished it, which is okay, it's all right. We all have those type of things that we said we were gonna do. But you haven't even started it. That's the problem. I need you to follow me. I'm not mad that you haven't accomplished your goal. But I'm actually mad that you haven't started. Think about it. Make a list. This should be at least five to ten things. Like just write down five to ten things in your entire life. The time is up to you. Something you said you were going to do. And it's still a possibility to do it. I don't want you to wait, write nothing down if you're not able to accomplish it anymore. That's pointless. Like, for instance, when I was 11 years old, I said I was going to the NBA to be an NBA superstar. And let's just be real. That ship has sailed. Like, we're not, we not into wasting time. I'm not going to the NBA. Um... Not unless NBA stands for something other than National Basketball Association. Like, now, again, if we talk about something something else, like the National Biscuit Association, and I'm going to be a professional biscuit maker, then I can potentially do that. But um, let's, let's just go past that. I don't know why I'm talking about biscuits right now. This is an important moment. Look, I know that fear overwhelms so many of us in this life. And I, look, I want to be real with y'all. I experience fear all the time. I'm no different than you, right? Y'all know this show is not about like, oh, I have life figured out and you guys should just listen to me because I know it all. 
nope, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've learned from my mistakes. And I've overcome some things because, you know, I've had to go through them, through the process. Say it slow with me. Process. But here's the thing. I notice something like whenever I'm encountered with fear, fear always presents a choice. Whenever you see fear, there is a choice to be made, a decision. And you got to start looking at it like that, or you're going to miss an opportunity to overcome something, to start something, right? To allow God to move in your life. And here's what I mean. Let's just say there's like a, a big job opportunity, right? I felt this plenty of times in my life where there's a job that maybe it's a promotion that's a big promotion. And my first thought is like, whoa, that's like you start, you know, fear causes you to create excuses. So I might be like thinking of all the reasons why I can't do this job. Oh, man, that's a whoa, that's a lot of time. You know what? I'm going to lose my flexibility. I don't know about that. I got to record the podcast. You know, you just start creating all these things. And what's really happening when you really be real with yourself is like, bro, I'm scared. Like, like, let me just be real with myself. I'm scared because that's a big job. And there's a part of me that's afraid to fail at that job. Whenever I feel that type of fear, which I felt before, I then make the decision. I refuse to let this feeling stop me. Like, if I'm going to fail, I need to see that story through. But I'm not going to let this stop me from going after that job. And what I'm saying to you today is that too many times in, in your life, you have allowed imaginary fear, something that hasn't happened. Fear is imaginary because it didn't happen. You just think it's going to happen, and you're allowing the thought to cripple your actions. But today, I need you to fear nothing and start something. If I'm being real, man, this year, I've had some, maybe several themes to this year for me. None of them are the themes that's on the news or on social media because I haven't been following the narrative of the outside world, meaning outside of God's purpose and calling his word. Like, I'm good, right? But there's been a couple of things this year for me that's been about doing things that you said you were going to do, right? And jumping out there and doing it. And we'll talk about that. Maybe next week I'll go in depth. I don't know. But that's not the point today. The point is you need a theme. Like <laughs> you, you have to be going after something. And we still have like a couple of months left, left or at least a month and a half left in 2020. And we all know tomorrow isn't promised. You can't look too far ahead to 2021. Now, you should have plans for 2021, but not like this is what where the mistake people make with New Year's resolutions and things. They don't they're not really plans. They're just an excuse not to do nothing now. So, for instance, the first thing people will say when you get to the holiday season is like, oh, yeah, in January, I'm going to do A, B and C. No, 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 no. We're not letting you off the hook that easy. I need you to start something in 2021. Again, it's up to you what that is. However small, however big it is, I don't know. But I need you to start something. And, and I'm going to tell y'all, man, real quick. 
starting something is very important. Not just because of what you start, but because of what you find after you start. I think that's the thing we don't realize sometimes. Starting something leads you down a trail. It leads you down a path. And sometimes it's not about the thing that you're going to obtain, but it's about the experience and the journey and the other things you find along the way. That, that's the beauty of life. Uh, okay, so earlier today, uh, me and Tiff were kind of doing some, some fall cleaning, I guess, if you will. Uh, we did some work in the yard. I cut down some trees again and all type of stuff. And, and part of that fall cleaning was like reorganizing our closet. And we were decluttering, which we like to do at least once a year. I like to I really like giving stuff away. I will just give away anything just about. Well, OK, let me not exaggerate. The point is, I, you know, let's stay on the point on track. The point is, as Tiff was kind of decluttering, she, you know, ended up finding like two or three purses that she hadn't worn in a year or two. And she's like, all right, I could I could get these away. Right. So she start. We started something. We started decluttering, which is, again, something we like to do maybe once a year. But we hadn't done it this year and we've been saying we were going to do it. But we started it today. And when she started cleaning out her purses so that she could give them away. She was like, yo, I just found a, a Lowe's gift card in this purse. And she like, I don't know how much is on here because the receipt is worn off. It was like a receipt wrapped around it. But she like, we got to call and figure out how much is on this gift card. All right. So here's the thing. The gift card was a gift, but something she had just sat in her purse and like forgot about it, set it aside or whatever it may be. Now, here's the great thing about it. That's not what she was looking for. But because she decluttered and because she was giving something away and started cleaning it out, then she found something else valuable. My point is the reason you need to start something is because you need to give God an opportunity to bless you along the way. You need to give God an opportunity to show you something that you didn't even know was in you. And that's the crazy thing. Like she didn't even know what was in the purse, but she never would have found it had she not started decluttering, cleaning in order to give the purse away. Now, here's the other thing about it. Now we have some unknown amount of money on this Lowe's gift card. And I had just said this morning, like I'm being so real. Again, keep in mind, we have already been like cleaning in the yard and like doing our little fall cleaning. I had just said there was another room. I'm like, you know what? Because of the work at home and all this stuff, I had started like, you know, purchasing like some workout equipment because my gym was closed for a while. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well really turn this room into a gym room, but I want to paint it first, right? Like, I'm like, I really want to paint this room. And we were like, you know what? Yeah, like, you can you can knock that out. I'm not really a painter. I, I've painted, but I don't really like painting. I'm like, you know what? We could do it. We can knock it out. I'm like, paint don't even cost that much. Like, it's just one room. We'll knock it out. And now we have a Lowe's gift card. And like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like something else that I said I wanted to do, paint. And now I don't potentially don't have to even spend money at all or that much because I have a gift card to go towards that. What's my overall point? 
you're letting fear stop you from getting what you need to complete other stuff. See, just because we started decluttering, then it opened up opportunities for God to bless us with other stuff we said we were going to do. And I got so many examples of this stuff, and I'm not going to bore you with it. But so many times in our lives, we allow f- lives. I can talk. Li- it was like I couldn't get so many times in our lives. Look, we allow fear of the unknown. We don't know what's in the purse, so we don't want to clean it out. It's time to clean it out. It's, cl- it's time to start something. I, look, I'm, the crazy thing about this, I'm not even telling you when you have to finish. I just know that there's so much value in starting that you're going to discover so much about yourself. You're going to learn something new along the way. God is going to bless you. So I just want you to start. As long as what you are starting is, you know, giving glory to God, it's according to his purpose for your life, you have nothing to worry about. The only time we really have to worry is when we step outside of the will of God and we want to do things that have nothing to do with him getting glory, have nothing to do with what he created us to do. Okay, I didn't even mean to talk about that that long. Let's move on and get into the rest of the show. I think right now is a perfect time to play this song by my homeboys, Path of Revelation, Gabriel Parker and Matt Mitchell. Uh, This song is called Fear Nothing. It's kind of hype. Check out Path of Revelation. Uh, You know, you can find their music on Apple Music and Spotify and all the places you listen to my music. Just type in Path of Revelation. You'll also come across some new music from Gabriel Parker. And uh, yeah, let's see what they're talking about. The song is called Fear Nothing, People. Start something.
fucking streets. In Jesus' name, I catch that spirit right back to the pit. We're gonna make the devil sick. Turn back down when it's getting thick. God told me, pick it. By this hour, just start up a different race. We're gonna take our freedom, promote the kingdom, and call us leaders. You just heard Fear Nothing by Path of Revelation. Check out their music anywhere you can stream music from Apple Music to Spotify, so on and so forth. Uh, Also, check out Gabriel Parker's music as well. Now, let's keep it moving. Um, Last week was episode 100 of the show. And I must say, um, I hadn't planned on doing anything special to celebrate, but I got a surprise Zoom party from friends and family. And man, it was just one of those things that was just an amazing time. I really was surprised. I feel like I'm a tough person to surprise, but uh, they definitely got me. I was just chilling about to watch TV and Tiffany threw the phone in my face and I saw a Zoom call with a bunch of different people that I know from different areas in life. And I was trying to figure out why is this group of people on the call It's not my birthday. It's not Christmas. Like, what's happening? But they were simply celebrating me for hitting 100 episodes. And it was just an amazing time. Um, It was led by uh, my friend, Darrell Red Campbell Jr. Y'all hear me talk about him a lot as my producer of my music, which is how we met. Um, But by the grace of God, man, we've become real, real friends and real cool um, through the years. We typically, our thing to do, is to travel to sports arenas and go to games. And uh, we haven't been able to do that this year with the pandemic. But that just means we got something to look forward to, man, in the future. Um, Hopefully fans can get back into the stadiums and arenas and amusement parks and all the things across the world. Uh, Until then, everybody stay safe. I know there's a limited amount of fans um, in some of those places. But yeah, that was just amazing. Shout out to Red. Uh, Lavelle helped. Darius helped. Of course, my wife, you can't make it happen without her. Um, so thank you, Tiffany. Uh, my wife is just a really dope support. Um, and not even like just a support, but like she is a capable woman. Uh, that's how I describe her, because just like today when like, you know, I mean, I cut the trees down myself. You know what I'm saying? But uh, when it came time, we had to get the leaves up and we were out there working together. And it's just a blessing to have somebody. Um, that you could live life with, you could grow with and do things that way. So shout out to my wife. I don't talk about her a lot, mostly just because we kind of low key. We don't like all the attention on us. We're not trying to be like uh, the uh, what they call it. Power couples. That's always been a little weird to me, if I'm just being honest. No offense to the power couples out there, but we just want to be married. Like we just want to like, let's just be a regular couple first. And then if some power happens to like, strike a chord at some point maybe that could happen i don't know even know why i'm talking about that let me let me move on before i offend someone but um what else we got to say today before i jump into this great interview um yo everybody who's been donating to the show i appreciate you if you want to donate to this show all you have to do is use paypal 
and send a PayPal donation uh, to one of my emails, which is jermainwilsonmusic at yahoo.com. Uh, not to be mistaken with the email, uh, the Gmail that I usually quote uh, for sending emails, but I also do have a Yahoo email as well. That's the one connected to the PayPal. So if you want to send donations, we greatly appreciate that. And all donations are specifically going towards our brand identity development, vision development, whatever it may be. Ultimately, what I'm doing is I'm uh, looking to work with this design agency in the UK um, to revamp our, our entire like logo and color scheme and all of these things. And um, yeah, it costs, you know, several thousand dollars. So I'm just going to take whatever donations I'm blessed with and add it to go towards that. Enough announcements and donation talk. I just want y'all to know where the money going when you do donate. Um, but again, I always say like, it's not something I expect. It's something I appreciate. And uh, you don't have to feel no pressure. Like, oh man, he's starting to talk about donations. Nope, people started donating to the show. And I'm like, yo, I got to figure out how to talk about it if people going to do it. And, you know, that's why we wanted to have a purpose behind it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stop giving that disclaimer now. And let's move on with the show. Oh, 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 let's move on with the show. Let me interview you. Here's what we going to do. You going to talk to me and I'm going to talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we going to be talking purpose. What's up, God's people? This is going to be another good one, man. Today, we are going to be talking all things Christian business. I have the CEO and founder of Chosen Vessels, Inc., Faint Adams, on the phone. What's up, Faint? How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Right after you just told me off the line that you were, you know, uh, you don't, you're a behind the scenes CEO. I made sure that I put that right at the beginning of your introduction. So <laughs> just so you know, that was definitely on purpose. Um, and I know we just met and I'm already joking with you. But no, I'm excited to have you on today's show um, and talk I'm about your brand. Yeah, cool. So obviously we're going to talk a little bit about Christian business and, and hopefully try to learn a little bit about you along the way. Um, I have a lot of listeners that um, have an interest in Christian brands and, you know, are Christian entrepreneurs themselves. And you have um, a fairly successful brand from what I could see. Um, and I'll definitely be purchasing something as well. FYI, I like to show love um, to the Christian entrepreneurs that come on this show. So I, I've already been on the website and I think I know which couple of items that are really connecting with me. Um, so so we'll figure that out after after this call. But if we can maybe start with learning just a little bit about you, like who is Faint? Uh, sidebar, I love that name too. I, I really like the name Faint. I've never heard that name before, but I like the name. But tell me a little bit about who you are, um, your personality, maybe who you were growing up, um, you know, before becoming the CEO and founder of Chosen Vessels. Okay, well, again, you know, my name is Faint. Last name is Adams. Um, I'm a creative, you know, um, I always just tell people, just a creative. I love anything that has to do with creating anything. I just happen to um, to learn business. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and most of them are either entrepreneurs or they're either in the medical field. Uh, growing up, I really wanted to be either a lawyer, but once I went to college, I was originally going for 
nursing and that didn't work out for me. And I realized early that wasn't my calling. I'm grateful uh, that I, I did realize that early, but I'm just a creative. I like all things creative, whether it's art. Um, I think everything has the aspect of being some type of form of art. You know, we serve our, the creator who is creative. You know, God is a speaking spirit. So, and he creates things. And I, and I like the fact of, you know, just being able to be creative. That's the things that kind of capture me and draw to my attention. So even with Chosen Vessels, you know, we're a ministry first, a brand second that happens to be a, a business that allows us to be able to use it as a witnessing tool to uh, reach the loss. And that's ultimately what it's about, which is why I'm very, very passionate about it. Uh, but I just love being able to create and I, I do my best creating behind the scenes. And it's very rewarding being able to see it come forth and to see what other people think about what, you know, God has given to me. Um, you know, as a kid, me and my mom, we used to draw on t-shirts. I remember vividly going to Michael's. Uh, my, my birthday usually falls around Father's Day, either the day on it, uh, the week of, sometimes on Father's Day, sometimes a little bit before it, a little bit after. We would draw on shirts on one side of it would be for Father's Day for my dad, and the other side would be like happy birthday for myself. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how it kind of got cultivated in it. To see that come back 20 years later, you know, I would have never thought that that would have, you know, been the way that it worked out. But yeah, so anything creative, I'm, you know, I'm definitely interested in. I love the way that God can give each one of us individuals different things and how we articulate it and how we allow it to be manifested and, you know, used to see something tangible. So that's just who I am. That's what I feel, you know, what I love to do, but definitely behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the beauty of life, right? You talked about how art is in everything. Um, and you talked a lot about being a creative, which I can definitely, you know, relate to. Um, and people who listen to this show, you know, know that I always talk about the first five words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. So like you said, mm -hmm. he's a creative God. Um, and it's an amazing gift to be able to create. You talked a little bit about your purpose without even actually, um, I guess, purposely pun intended saying it, but you guys purpose is designed to glorify God, strengthen the believer and reach the lost. So I love that you said that like, Hey, you're a ministry first, a clothing brand second. I definitely want to um, talk a little bit about that at some point, but I, I want to dig into something that you kind of made clear uh, both to me off the line. And, and you just said it again here. Um, you know, you talked about being more behind the scenes and, and a little more low key. I'm curious, where did that, like, where did that personality trait um, originate or, or where did that come from? Because it's, it's interesting when I meet creatives who, like, they do something so expressive and everyone sees it, like, with your brand, but you really seem to value, like, being behind the scenes. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, the interesting part about it is that, you know, if you, if I guess... For those who know me, they probably really think that I'm an ex extrovert, but I think that, you know, I'm very reserved sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like being the life of the party. And it just happens like that when I'm around <laughs> my friends. I'm a goofball by nature. Like, you know, it's easy for me to crack jokes to, you know, you know how you meet some people and they're just quick with it. Yeah. And everybody's like, where do you come up with this stuff from? Where do you get this stuff from? And I'm like, if, if, even if I get invited to go somewhere, I'm like, Lord. I just want to be quiet. I don't want to say anything. When I get there, it's completely different. 100% completely different. 
And I, on the way back home, I'm like, Lord, I said I wasn't going to be crazy. I wasn't going to be funny. I wasn't going to be good. And I'm learning that that's just my personality. It's who I am. Um, and with around the right people that come, you know, into play. But as far as being behind the scenes, I don't know. I, I think that's where you do your best work. You know, someone really gave, gave me a word a, a few weeks ago um, and was telling me, you know, you build best, you know, in silence. And, you know, and you want to express it and give into the world what God has given to you. But sometimes it's not always the right time. Just because he gives it to you doesn't mean that it's the right time for it to kind of be released. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to hold on to it, allow for it to be cultivated and wait for the right time and the right season for those things to come to play. And so, you know, I think with that happening behind the scenes, it gives me the ability to say, you know, let me work on this. Let me work on that. And it doesn't really hold me to say, okay, I said it was coming on this particular date. So, you know, um, here recently, like we're doing the podcast with you um, or the interview with you, there's been more opportunities that has opened up for that. Yep. Because people really want to know who it is behind the brand. And a lot of people thought it was someone else. And that was okay <laughs> with me because I don't necessarily have to be the forefront. I don't necessarily have to be the model. I don't necessarily have to be all these great things. I've learned here more recently that as long as I have access to those people, and I don't even necessarily have to be the smartest person in the room, as long as I have access to the smartest person in the room, you know, that makes a big difference. And so um, I think it's very humbling. Um, and I think that now, you know, it's kind of like when the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out and do anything prematurely because even if you notice with babies that are premature, sometimes when they get older, they still have complications and problems. And, and, and it's so easy to feel like, you know what, I did this or I did that when I know that it was all God that did anything for anything and everything that I am. So I don't want to take the spotlight for that because at the end of the day, you know, even though, you know, the CEO faint came as a, you know, as a joke and that's actually who I am. Ultimately, this is a God business. I'm only a steward of it, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I really like being behind the scenes because it's so easy if we be very honest and, you know, I'm very honest, very straightforward, um, you know, <laughs> person. <laughs> it's so easy for pride to get in. And and yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for it has allowed for chosen vessels to really grow gracefully. Cause you know, when things start blowing up real quick, you can, you can easily think that it's me. It's me. It's because of me. It's because of me. When, in all actuality, it's him that gives us the power to, you know, to gain wealth. Yeah. And you talked about like, right, creativity is a gift. So like a lot of times for a creative, I could imagine just hearing you talk when you create something in private, it's like no one else is there. It's just you and God. And so it's super mm -hmm. humbling to see people like something you do. And I can imagine as your brand is growing, how humbling just that alone is. So like you said, it's hard for you to even want to jump and take the glory and like get all the shine. Cause it's like, man, you, you know, uh, really what it took behind the scenes. So, uh, no, that's good perspective. So you talked about like being younger and creating t-shirts and now 20 years, you know, later, uh, being a business owner, what, you know, what actually sparked, like, I know you come from a family of entrepreneurs, but what sparked the idea of chosen vessels for you? And then like, what, was there any hesitation to start the business? Were you afraid? Talk a little bit about just starting the business and, you know, where you were at in your life at that point. Uh, 
when I started Chosen Vessels, had you told me six, seven years ago that I was going to, you know, have a clothing brand, I probably would not have believed it. Um, in school, I did draw on shirts as well, you know, as my side money mm-hmm. and with inspirational quotes for people and things like that. But once I got older, um, I actually uh, worked in customer service for AT&T for a while, went into a management program with them. And then from there, I, um, you know, had life change where I actually moved to Florida and I went into the um, admissions advisor role um, into education. And what really sparked it was, you know, just a desire to see people save, um, you know, and wanting to win souls and wanting to be, you know, able to reach people and let, him know, let them know of the goodness of God and all that he has done, you know, and the life changing you know, power and transformation, power of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I would witness the people at work and we would have a lot of conversion, even on lunch. People would want to go get baptized, get filled with the Holy Ghost, wow. come back. They're like, oh, you know, something has changed, you know, and they didn't want to do some of the things that in the, the position that a lot of other people did that felt that brought them job security um, because of some of the things that they may have did, whether it was like dancing and, and, and just just stuff that is probably not even necessary to keep a position. Yeah. But they felt that way um, because of the culture um, that was at that particular employer. Now, with witnessing and talking to them and, you know, the um, the director would come back and say, you know, listen, like this is exactly what he said. He pulled this in the office and he says, the conversions have to stop. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, people are going to your church. People are, you know, getting baptized. And this is exactly what he said. And at this point, you know, they're, uh, they're not saved people. So they, they don't know. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, I give people the benefit of the doubt because when you see somebody come in and you see a drastic change or you see things are not the same with them that, that used to be the same, it almost makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I was on a team of 30 people. I'm the only one that's there, apostolic. You know, we dress differently. You could just tell the difference with a person who, who spends time with God and also the presence of God dwells with them. Um, and, you know, they felt as though that you're judging them. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, and my brother was telling me, he was like, hey, that doesn't make sense because he worked there at the time. And he, he told me, he said, that doesn't make sense. He goes, you know, if it's 29 of them and it's one of you, who's really doing the judging? That doesn't yeah. make sense. It's one of you and it's 29 of them, which we know spiritually is more with us than it is with them, right? But mm-hmm. in the natural, they don't under, you know, they can't comprehend the things of God, right? Because it's not for the natural man. Um, but they're going by, you know, the fact that I won't bend, I won't budge, I don't do the things that they do. And so it was an opportunity where if you don't want me to talk about it, okay, I'll respect that. However, you know, I've started putting it on the T-shirts and that opened up the opportunity where people start asking us about what does Acts 238 mean? Or what does this mean? Or I love that shirt. I'm a Christian too. As soon as you open that door and you knock, you know, you, as soon as that door opens, that's what we're going to do. We're going to kick it down. So it. <laughs> you've given us the opportunity to be able to speak at that particular point. So that's really where it was actually birthed out of. I don't personally think if that would have ever happened, it would be a chosen vessel, if I would be honest with you. That's crazy. Like, I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, actually, I think a week or two ago, two weeks ago, the the title of the show was, you know, Problems Create Opportunities. Um, I really wow. live by that quote. You know, I really, when I see a problem, it's not that, and I always try to be clear with people, it's not that I, like, 
get excited about problems. Nobody really wants a problem, right? But once At a problem all. happens, it's there. And so my thing is, when a problem occurs, I believe in looking for the opportunity in that problem. And the reason being is like exactly what you did with Chosen Vessels. It's like when somebody's telling you your boss has a problem with you, telling people about your faith on the job, you could have just got mad, had an attitude, been emotional. And I'm not saying maybe it didn't spark any of those emotions. But ultimately, right. what, what brought the real value and what really changed part of your life is the opportunity within that problem. That problem created an opportunity and sparked an idea that literally changed your life, made you a business owner of a growing brand. So I, that's amazing. Like anybody who listens to that, to me, should definitely be feeling like, all right, if it's a problem occurring before I get emotional and go off, let me first look for the opportunity. Let me look for my chosen vessel opportunity within whatever problem I'm going through. No. So thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a really cool part of it. So it started at your job. And then at what point did it start becoming like a real thing? Like, okay, this is bigger than me selling t-shirts at work. I built the business on lunch breaks and on my breaks at someone else's business, you know? Um, and I think when it really got big for me is that I knew doing the shirts part, you know, that would not have been the hardest part of it. Um, looking for the name, Chosen Vessels, you know, it was a couple of names we kind of went through and I'm praying, I'm fasting, Lord, give me a name. You know, um, I came back from work. I don't know if I left YouTube on because I would listen to sermons in between speaking with students and things of that nature. And I heard my first lady preaching. Um, and I'm like, why do I hear mom? Because we call her mom. And I'm like, why do I hear her voice? You know, <laughs> I know she's spiritual, but why do I hear her? And so playing from the speakers was a sermon that she preached called The Chosen Vessel. And this actual sermon was before I even actually made it here to New Life and transitioned to Tampa. And I was like, wow, God, that's it. That's what we're going to call it, The Chosen Vessel. Once we got the name and then you start seeing some people that are locally begin to support you, what you do expect that, right? Um, and, you know, one of my closest friends, my best friend, she happened to work with me at the time. Um, she watched me build it from the ground up. I would just ask a lot of questions and and, but I think when it came surreal to me, and one thing I don't forget, Jermaine, is that I remember the times we went into smaller churches where we only paid a $25 vending fee, mm -hmm. would not know what the outcome was going to be. We stayed there for six to seven hours. I'm very particular when it comes to setup and things like that. And we probably only made $200. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for those times. And at that time, I, I thought that I had arrived. You know what I mean? I'm not knowing about or being educated on the breakdown of materials and how shirts work. And I tell people this all the time. When God gives you something and you feel like you feel led to do something, sometimes you just do it. And what you don't know, he'll prepare for you while you're doing it. And he'll be like, okay, I see she's doing what I placed in her heart. Now she's activated me where I can actually allow this person to come in who's going to show her how to, you know, do the accounting or how to do this part of it. But for me, when it got big, at those times, I appreciated those moments for the small vending and the home shows and things of that nature. Um, I think when I went to the Cool JC's um, youth conference, and this was out of my element, it wasn't my particular organization, but we're still the same faith. 
And I saw the reaction in Atlanta, how they reacted to chosen vessels. And um, one of the other vendors came to me and he goes, listen, I'm not coming back next year. And I go, why? He was like, man, because y'all got it on lock. Y'all really doing it. Y'all a different type of generation. Man. And at that point, it was like, wow, you know, we really do have something. Now, granted, we would get notices. I mean, I'm get correspondences and emails from other individuals. It was like I had on the shirt in the gym working out, or I had on the shirt when I was on the bus. And it allowed me to it'd be a conversation starter where someone asked me, what does this mean? Um, they know God, they love God, but what does that scripture set mean? Because they've never seen it. Um, and it opened up the opportunity for them to come to church. And now they've been coming for the last six months. They've been baptized in Jesus' name. They're faithful to the house of God. And I was like, wow, you know, that's when it became like, okay, we're doing what we're actually supposed to be doing. Um, and that we, you know, that I felt that we were getting to the point where we were making impact. So those are two major moments for me from being at that conference and also the feedback that we would get via email. And then, and God is so wise. Those things would happen at the time where we felt like we wanted to give up or I felt like I wanted to quit or it was too much or I felt like it may not have been happening fast enough for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, You know, I love the, the, the mention of like the small vendor tables um, I've been there. I had a fashion brand called Bellwether Fashion, you know, three or four years ago. Now it's, uh, I've let it go. Um, but I, I did that for four years. So I have like a special um, appreciation for Christian uh, clothing brands because I know a lot of the work that it takes. Like you said, setting up those tables and, and the investment that you have to make um, just to make a couple hundred dollars is definitely not an easy business at all. I'm curious for you, like, you know, this is something... I think that's all that may be tough for people when they're first starting out is like, when do they start really investing in their business? And I'm talking things, everything from your website to the quality of the clothing and things you have. Um, was that like a, a mental transition for you or was that something where you kind of invested a lot on the front end or right away? Um, at what point did you kind of, like, I, I kind of hear where you started, where it started becoming real to you after that youth conference. But at that point, were you already heavily invested um, in it or or had you not made that leap? And if not, what kind of caused you to be a believer in your own brand to say, all right, it's time to invest more into it? Okay. Well, you know, when you talk about investment, you know, of course, it's just not just financially. You're talking about your time, your energy, your talent, your resources, of course. Right. Yep. Um, as far as time and talent, 100 percent. I was in love with it. I loved it. You know, I did it when I wasn't, you know, at work. I did it when I'm between breaks at work. Probably, to be honest with you, did it at work. <laughs> you know, so, so um, invested in that, absolutely. Um, and as far as money, absolutely. Um, all, it was all my money that went into it, even when I didn't see it come back out, but I knew we were growing something. And we also know that the time that we plant the seed is not that we eat fruit from it the next day. Um, but it doesn't mean that something's not happening in the ground, right? Yep. So, you know, putting money into it, <laughs> I put a lot of money into it. But um, as far as now, I think that we've got other people to even buy into the vision. And I, I, one of my closest mentors tell me, like, you have crazy faith. And I'm like, I don't think it's that crazy. 
And she's like, yeah, it is that crazy. You can run up on somebody and say, look, I need $20,000 because I want to go do this. And you're looking at them like, they got, they got to give it to you. Yeah. And if they don't, and my thing of the matter, if they don't, then they just don't. But, at, you know, um, if, 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 they, they, if they do not give it to us, then they just, they, they don't, right? Because that's the worst you can tell me is no. But if I keep my mouth shut, you know, I, I would never know. And so for me, the investment, like, I'll be honest with you, this year, I didn't, like, I just went on payroll last year. <laughs> I mean, um, last month. Okay. So the last year that when I came back out of my job, I, I lived out of my savings for a year. And even now, I'm like, I don't even like paying myself, but I know that I have to, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so for me, I'm invested in it. And that's what passion is. When you're really invested into something and you're willing to do it without actually getting a, um, a payout necessarily financially, which those things are due, but I made sure that I had my team and things of that nature taken care of first. I always invest back into the business. And now we're getting to the point that we're, we're growing and it's expanding me where to the point where I felt like we were not, I guess like, so basic, uh, a lot of the business was based off the fact of us going on the road. Once we start getting a taste of the road, like year three, yeah. once we start really going on the road, really tough, it start getting the, the recognition and the brand name out there. And that was good. And going on the road is very, very, very expensive, especially when you're talking about taking a team. It takes, and I tell people, it takes a lot to move this ship because we got merchandise, we take our team, we do our own fulfillment. Um, a lot of stuff is done in-house because I'm very picky when it comes down to presentation and things of that nature. And so this year has been an amazing year for us because I, I pulled back um, and I said, you know what, I felt like I've done all that I can do. And that's when I kind of got myself an actual coach and a mentor as well to come in and to help me and look at, you know, you kind of like when you're in the forest, you can't see it for the trees. Yep. And you got to get some other eyeballs on it to say, look, this is what you could be doing better. This is what you can be doing. This is the changes that you can make and so forth and so on when it comes down to that. So I hope I kind of answered your question. Can you repeat it for me again? No, no, you did. Like, because I was really just asking about, like, at what point did it become real enough for you to invest in it? And you definitely answered that. Um, and, and talking about not just investing financially, but the time and like even talk, as you talk about being on the road. Right. Um, I'm curious, how did you build your team? So, like, I think one of the challenges for people sometimes, especially as an entrepreneur, um, you know, you're trying to trying to get other people to believe in it. Now, just what I get from you in the short time that I've been talking to you is that you are very. You are non uh, is it unapologetic? Like if I was to describe you just from this one meeting, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, she's like a quiet storm. Very unapologetic, behind the scenes, low key, but when it's time to do business, like you seem very direct, you know what you want." Um so my guess is that you don't have a problem at all, you know, painting a vision for people to believe in. But if you could just speak to that, like how, you know, how you went about building a team and finding the right people um, to bring on board. And was that hard for you? Because you also sound like you're really particular about what you like. So was it hard for you to start trusting other people with your vision? Absolutely. You know, if we're going to be transparent here, you know, when you're talking about being, you know, with it being a small brand and it being, you know, ideas that the Lord has given me or and, and being able to put those ideas out. When you have someone that's close to you, you you 
you want to be able to it it makes you transparent and it also makes you naked no matter how real you are because those people they get to see the good yeah. they get to see the bad they get to see the ugly they get to see every aspect of you and they still have to work with you and they still have to bear the best image of you and the brand possible you know and so it puts you in a position where you're vulnerable not only am i your leader but i'm also flawed you understand yeah, what i'm saying yeah. so i need you to believe in me even when things are tough because when it's time for payroll to go through when it's time for us to get to this conference when these things that we can't control don't happen the way that we anticipated that they would it all kind of falls on me you know what i mean and yeah. so that's what the ability to bring a team in really does with me picking my team a lot of them god kind of gave them to me and, and it's funny because i was training an employee um inside of the fulfillment center and the um inventory room and one of my um closest friends was like he's going to be really good and i said i believe so too and, he, and she goes you know why and i said no she goes because he's getting to spend a lot of time with you and learn from you and why this does that even down to for example i'm telling him okay so you put the order number in you know, it's going to print out the label. I'm telling him what's happening on the back end. While this label is printing out, this customer is automatically getting a notification that we've prepared your order and this is your tracking number. I just don't want you to know the process. I want you to know what's happening behind the process so that if anything ever happens or if I need you to be over here, you're versatile. Even when you think about sports, nobody wants a one-dimensional player. Right. Oh, he's amazing on offense, but he plays no defense. But if you have someone that has an IQ and that can be decent at any position, then you're able to develop, you're able to train, you're able to move forward. And for me, you know, finding out who was there, you have some people, I have some people on my team, hands down. It's always they've had loyalty over ability, right? Wow. I don't care if they were not able to do a certain, a certain thing. They were so loyal to me. And when I think of that, I think about Darius, who's like a brother to me, who's been with me almost since day one, who wasn't a printer. I trained him on how to print, and he outprints me now. Um, <laughs> and I don't even touch most of the printing anymore. Man. But it took a time to get there, but he's very loyal to me. Even when it's times where I may be in tears about something and no one ever knows, it's like, sis, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. We've done it before. God has come through for us before. We're going to get there. And you see a little part of yourself now in that person that you built them up so much. And then you guys have built each other up to the point where if it's the time where you're down, they're almost ensuring you. We go, we, we, we've been here, baby. We're going to get through this, you yeah. know? No, and so that's the great, that's the great part of, of it. And then there's those times that are challenging where it just doesn't work out. It just isn't a good fit. And you have to determine who's great and where they're great at. I'm, I'm becoming more of a reader, and I read something that um, the um, CEO of Amazon was saying is that there's three questions that he kind of asked himself. Can this person be a superstar in this role? Can they shine here? And that's what it's about for me, because most importantly, not only is it a ministry and a brand and a business, I feel that God has called me to provide jobs for those who are in the kingdom and those who aren't in the kingdom so that they can be a part of the kingdom yeah. and learn how we do stuff just based off of the way that we do stuff, you know, with a spirit of excellence. So it can be challenging because sometimes you do have to be able to, to say, no, this is not going to be a good fit. 
And, and it doesn't mean that you have to let a person go completely. It just means that we need to put them in a role that may be better for them and we develop them until they can get there. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So that's been one of the most challenging things for me right now because I, I want the best for everyone and I'm very loyal, you know what I mean? And sometimes that can get you in trouble too. Yeah. Um, but in regards to it, my team, they just, when we get together, we rock so well. And um, it made me put some things in, in place. We used to go in the same day, set up the tables, ready to work. And I pulled back and say, no, we're not going to do that no more. We're going to go a day before. We're going to go and we're going to look at how the setup is going to be because you always don't know, although I ask those questions. Um, and then we're going to look at the city. We're going to enjoy the city. And since I already got to pay for us to be here, what is it to spend an extra day on the back end and let y'all enjoy yourselves? You know what I mean? So See, I started doing that and it started allowing us to get there and not, you know, you spend, what's you lose? $300 in the room because, you know, we get the girls room and the guys room if we're taking both girls and guys. Yep. And then, you know, I spent an extra $300, but we got to stay an extra day. I went to the mall. We went sightseeing. And so it's a learning, it's a forever learning process. You never get it 100% um, right, but you grow from it. You're always growing. And I think that's the great thing. And you learn just because this person is good here and that person is good there, they may not be good together on the same show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have to learn personalities and what works and, and, and what doesn't, and that's okay. You know, um, and, and I'm grateful for the entire experience because it's making me a better woman um, and, and more so a better woman of God. Yeah, and a leader. And so the, I think a lot of times, too, you know, people don't understand all of the great things that being a business owner allows us to do and it allows us to grow um, even as believers. And when I think about, you know, just the importance of being a leader, uh, you even talked about it. Like when you start building a team, it makes you vulnerable. And, I, and I'm just being real when I say this, like being super transparent. Sometimes it's been hard for me to build teams uh, because I there are some people who before they know you, like when they just know your brand from social media posts and things like that, everything looks good. And some people think, oh, if I get connected with this person, we're going to blow up mm -hmm. overnight. I'm going to get all yeah. this attention. And some people really can't handle the ugliness and the vulnerability of a business. Or when they find out like, oh, wait a minute, you're not just rich or y'all not just like right. you, you talked about my man Darius and how you look, sometimes it takes tears. And and so it is as a as a business owner, it is very vulnerable when you start bringing people into your world because you want to make sure that people are there for the right reason. Some people just nosy um, or they only want kind of the high times, but they don't want to go through the low. Um, so I think it's cool. I really like what you said about how y'all travel, right? A, a big part of leadership is building and developing culture. And it sounds like the culture of your business is family oriented. Um, and you're going to show um, some leisure and some recreation as well as the the business side of it. And it's a little easier to work uh, when you, when you get those type of experiences. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. Um, so as your team has grown, the other thing I'm curious about is like, you talked about a move to Florida. Um, and where was that from? From North Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. When so, I you know, made a decision, I'm really going to live for God. You know, um, it was just the will of God to be here in Florida. And that's where Chosen Russell was actually birthed out of. Mm -hmm. So 
is most of your team from your Florida? Because I'm, I was just curious. Like, did is most of your team built through the relocation, or are any of those oh, people absolutely. like? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it was like a completely different, you know, like a clean slate. Um, here in Florida, so right now we have, I have a, I actually just brought in like an HR generalist who's going to handle and kind of be checks and balances for any concerns. Um, I have a road team, like when we go on the road, I probably have a pool of anywhere from five to 10 people that I can pull from when I go on the road because I do know that everyone may not be as flexible as what I am. Um, and then I also have my, even my godson, who's 12, you know, I've trained him. He knows how to work the register. I, I could see these videos of him and they're like, <laughs> this little kid know what he's doing. Um, which reminds me, I have to call him cause he has a little business. And I told him, if you listen, if you don't get your sales, I'm not paying for this anymore. Like, you know, <laughs> you owe the bank and I'm the bank. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want you to do business because I do business, but I want to give you something that will allow you to be able to do some things when you get older. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I have a pool for it. when it comes down to the travel team. I have an admin and I have a personal assistant, which, you, you know, we've actually just transitioned that, excuse me, and separated the two as God has opened the doors for me to do things. Because um, I'm a creative. I'm not an organizer at all. I know how I want things to look. But, you know, you want to put people in a position that's going to help you be better and help develop you as well. And so um, we also have um, the admin who handles all the emails inquiries as we're growing and as you know there's been an influx of orders um we have Isaac who I just recently trained he's doing the fulfillment and like inventory Darius who did like a, a production manager but Darius actually loves the role and the goal is to get out of doing so much of the printing and to just make sure that you know that it looks good and to actually get a contract with a printer um because I'm actually now able to focus on what I do best which is the way things look uh, the marketing and, and, and things of that nature. So that's pretty much where we are now. And we probably bring in somebody part-time. We just put out a um, position part-time because I do anticipate there's probably going to be an influx of orders with Black Friday as I'm developing out and fine-tuning on um, what I want everything to run like for Black Friday. Yeah, and I would obviously encourage all the listeners uh, to check out you guys' website, cvapparel.com, and look in the link. And the descriptions of the show, all of the links and, you know, to your social media and things will be there. But like I said, I'm definitely going to be supporting you guys' business. Um, and I love what you're doing, like building a team. And this is, I mean, I love the growth. Like you are someone that you are not playing when it comes to entrepreneurship. I can tell that just from this conversation. I am curious um, how the pandemic has impacted your business. You talked a lot about being on the road. I would imagine that you know, through this summer, if you would have done 20 events that might've been down to two or three or zero. So I'm just curious, mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the good and bad, not talking about, you know, the pandemic itself or the sickness itself, right. um, but just how it impacted your business. I think it was great. If I can be honest with you, um, you know, we didn't make our first sale online until a year after we had a website. And I think that's hilarious. I remember when the first one came in, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, we got all ourselves because it was very local at first, you know, and I'm like, yep. there is life beyond just home, right? Yeah. And um, we go on the road, they treat us like we're celebrities. I'm talking about, they treat us like we're the guest preachers. Come on <laughs> in, y'all want some fries? Y'all want some fries? You know, like they treat us so good. Uh, and at home, they treat us well, as, good as well. But we know when you're home, oh, it's just faint. Oh, it's oh, yeah. this. And then when you get out, people treat me like, and I had to look at my brand no differently than when people look at Gucci, 
when they look at Louis Vuitton yep. and anything else because we're children of the king. So, you know, we're going to do it in excellent, and there's no difference. It's a brand just like theirs. Um, for the pandemic, you know, like I said, I didn't pay myself for a full year after leaving my job again. I actually had another business where I was doing custom printing as well. And while I was running children vessels and I had to go back to work because, you know, when you're doing custom printing, it's all about people pleasing and, you know, oh, I don't want a blue shirt. It yep. doesn't matter what color blue. And then when you give them the blue, oh, I don't mean that. I mean, sea marine blue. <laughs> and you're like, first of all, is that even the color? You know exactly. what I mean? And so I had to, one of my mentors um, told me, say, listen, you got to choose one. You don't see a CEO of two companies. You got to choose one. And I'm not telling you to choose the good thing over the God thing or the God thing over the good thing. But you got to choose one and whichever one you pay attention to is the one that's going to grow. So I went back into work um, and I took that money and I used that to rebuild chosen vessels and to get it to where it needed to be. And then when I came back from a particular conference that we did in AYC, I said, okay, I think this is a good time for us to jump. I paid off a lot of the debt that I had with the previous business. But if I don't jump out now to cultivate this thing, we don't make it, even if it means sacrifice not giving myself an income. And so that's what I did. So after we came from NAYC, which was in St. Louis, it was 40,000 youth there. It was crazy, crazy bananas. Um, you know, I came back, went back to work at NetLife. Then from there, I went to Texas to do a conference, one of my favorite conferences, which is Women Ministering to Women, which gave, gave us a lot of crossover success in the Hispanic community as well. Oh, wow. um, love, love them. Um, we actually did a Spanish line for a few of our popular designs as well. And then from there, we went from Texas to Tennessee. And that was the first time, and I, you know, I'm a hustler, so I'm like, man, I'll be fine. I won't, it won't hurt me being away from my family. It'll be okay. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I did a holiday, not at home with my family. It was horrible. I get, I got to meet new people, but I'm yeah. so emotional and sensitive that I'm not really miss my family. Um, but it was a beautiful hotel. Like we were there, we had a great time. It was an organization we had never been to before. They were very receptive of us. Um, crushed the numbers there, and while I was there, Black Friday was going at the same time. So it, um, I was running the booth there with my team, with, which were two new team people that I took with me and training and still have Black Friday going on the website in, right? Yeah. Then when we got back from there, I'm usually like dirt tired after that. When we come back from an event, I usually take like a week to recover. Then I want to say, it's somewhere else we went in between. And then I finally took a vacation. I had I took a real vacation for two years. Because people think because you're on the road that you're having fun. No, baby, this is That's work. Business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I took time and I went to um, Hawaii for Christmas. Came back in from Hawaii. You know, it's a six-hour time difference. And we went directly to watch night service. Boom. The oh, same day I got back in from Hawaii. So six-hour change, different, time different. Went to watch night service. Got up that next morning, start preparing the team for us to go to Orlando to um, – HYC. We went to HYC conference, did that. The next day we came back, and two days later that morning we came back, and we went to the prayer breakfast, which is an event that I had to be at. Um, and so I was just tired, and then I went from there to Atlanta to a conference. First time doing that conference, it went very well. Then the opportunity came for us to go to Connecticut. I'm a Southern girl, so one of Connecticut was the highest up I had ever been. My <laughs> knees were hurting when I got there. It was so cold. That is um, No, no, no. Before I went to Connecticut, I went to Louisiana to a minister's conference, which I went more so for the conference. I mean, I didn't take any merchandise with me. Okay, and then everybody's gotcha. like, you the chosen vessel, girl. We kind of know you. 
Um, did you bring any merchandise? I was like, no, I just came to enjoy the conference, actually. And then we went to um, Connecticut from there. Connecticut was very receptive. It wasn't the best location where we were located, but once people started seeing us and then, you know, people that we've met through doing vending, uh, that opened up the opportunity for us to go to New York. And I've never been to New York before, and I'm like, okay, this will be this is a good opportunity for us. And we were going to go there, um, and we got from Connecticut, and I was waiting for the merch to get back to us before we could actually drive to Atlanta. So wow. um, I flew back in. So it was just crazy. Like, we were going tour crazy. You know, even one time about two years ago, we had a 14-day scratch tour. Um, but I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the month of March off because I know when I get back, we take March off. And in April, we'll come back and hit Ladies Conference, which is only 45 minutes from my house. It typically is 3,000 ladies. So it won't be as hard on the body because it's close to home. Then we'll do New York, and then we'll get ready for summertime because it's conference season. And so I'm thinking with my mind, like, okay, God, we got this because we know that we're going to propel and we're going to be able to make it. Yeah. And then that's when the virus hit, boom, right in the middle. Before I said I was going to take the month off to kind of, you know, yeah. get new designs, get everything else developed. And so um, I, I went into shock. I'm like, this is the worst time this can happen. And I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to get a job. And I promise you, I tried to get a job doing the S. Um, I, I I applied for a job. I called one of my friends who was a recruiter, was able to get a job, no problem, right? When I got it, they canceled the contract two weeks after doing it. Nobody knew I was working behind the scenes because I'm like, I can't let my baby die. It is what it yeah. is. So um, went to working behind the scenes, doing that, and they, and they canceled the contract, and then they put it towards doing unemployment for the state of Florida. And my background check came back. Never had a problem with the background check, but because I had lived in another state within 10 years, you know, that can kind of prolong it if you've not been in the uh. same state for 10 years. And so it just, the door would not open. And then when it finally opened, I um, tried to log in. The systems were not working. And I told my friend, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do it. I said, I don't believe this is what God wants me to do. And I just believe he just simply wants me to trust him. So, I mean, it taught me how to transition. That's when I, you know, um, someone presented to me, well, you know, we got some masks. You can do the logos and things on the mask. And when I got the mask in, I'm the type of person where I have to check it before it goes out. I'm like, I'm not sending this. I'm not trying to yeah. get rich quick. I'm running the brand. Quality. What, what is this? It has to be quality. And so I'm like, we're not using these. And then we came across another vendor, and then they, they were awesome. And they kind of propelled us, and we worked, and it went forward. And then the ideas start coming, and I felt a uh, desire to reach out to get more assistance <clears throat> when I felt like I maximized and done everything that I did, I could do, and I hired a coach to come in and show me a few different things. And um, that was a life changer. You know, I had people like, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I wouldn't do it. But I'm like, I know what I've done, and I've sat here and watched it be a certain amount or a certain amount of energy every day, and I'm tired of just spinning my wheels. Let's do what we got to do to take it forward. And financially, we probably did more the last three months than we've done the last year. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> just being honest with you. Um, and of course, you know, that comes with bigger budget for advertising and things of that nature um, associated with it. But the pandemic has been good to me. I mean, <laughs> you listen. know, God has been good to me through the pandemic, which ultimately shows us that he's the provider because, you know, it's people that are looking for jobs and have lost their jobs. And it makes me put things in perspective when you think things are bad. Here I am looking for people to fill a job, you know? Yeah, it's look, I've been I've had several people on this show that have said the same thing. 
for so many people, this has been the most lucrative year of their business. And I think like the lesson in that is, is like I said earlier when I talked about, you know, problems create opportunities. It's not that the pandemic and the virus is not a problem. That's not the whole thing. It's not to dismiss um, anybody who might've gone through anything with it. But I think sometimes we fall into the narrative of the world or the media and we just run with whatever they saying. It's like, Hey, they saying it's the worst year ever. They saying this. So we just repeat it, but it's like, well, hold on. I just been challenging people like step back. Let's think about this. What opportunities and benefits have you seen this year? Uh, something as simple as like, when I think about student loans, people who, who pay student loans, like they just went on pause this year. Like you don't have to pay it if you don't want to, if you do pay it mm-hmm. is no, you know, you know, you're not like, yo, that don't, that don't happen. So I love yeah. that you, I love that you put it in that perspective. Like you did everything. You tried to get a job. Right. And and there's nothing wrong with that because it sounds like for you, it was just about doing what you got. to oh, It was do. just for a buffer, right? It was exactly. just a buffer to say, Hey, we went through all this here. We were getting ready to hit this thing. And I told someone, you know, it's been prophesied several times. I mean, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be a millionaire. You're going to do great things for God. And you know that those things are things that are true. But, you know, sometimes in the middle of everything, God will not show you what it takes to get there. And I told, like, I I sat back and I questioned myself. And my team started, I started, my circle started getting smaller. And I just had a desire to want to be by myself and do things, you know, and just be in the presence of God and get things right within me. And I told Darius, I'm like, listen, you know, you know how they do that last call now boarding. This is about it. Like you can almost see this thing getting ready to rip off the, you know, yep. getting ready to go. And and when you were making the comment about people being close to you, it makes you feel like, wow, why are you here? Yep. Why do you want to be here now when you had every opportunity to be here before? Is it because you see ads? Is it because you see the impact? Like, you know, about three weeks ago, I was on the line with two or three NBA players. And I don't have to go broadcast those things. Yep. You know what I mean? One hat on a shirt and he dumped um in his spare time playing leisure basketball and the other one saw it and asked what what kind where'd you get the shirt and pointed him to us and we built the relationship and then in addition to that you know um a football player's wife who's like a supermodel wore the shirt had it on tagged us we didn't send her that shirt she bought it herself didn't know who she was you know what i mean that's crazy so you know and, and the lord just started opening up opportunities after opportunities especially when we start planning you know and start doing different things and people reach out to us you know all the time even now with us moving into a larger location uh meeting the new mail lady who picks up the mail and stuff you know we were talking to her and you know i blessed her we gave her three t-shirts and she was like very uh, like amazed by it she's like i had on that shirt the other day that my secret is simple i pray and people were just telling me that's a god shirt and they loved it and the same thing with one of our freight truck drivers and i'm learning that now I don't have to sell a product. Like we have a community of people that we yeah. deal with. We're just simply telling a story. We went up to Chick-fil-A, did a photo shoot with the Axe 238 for everybody t-shirt that's in red. The people come out, this was right before the pandemic. The people come out like, what are y'all doing? What does that mean? I don't have to just push them on you. You know what? I'm going to bring you guys some shirts. I'll be back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow, give them all shirts. And now they're like, you're the shirt lady, aren't you? <laughs> it's a different way to be able to introduce Jesus to them. You yeah, know you, what I mean? You have and, a cool way I'm, about yourself in that. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. But uh, what I'm learning, what I'm learning is that 
it took me a while to accept who I am, who God has created me to be, and that my particular ministry that the Lord has trusted me with may not be traditional, and it may not be the same as everybody else's. And someone told me, when you're a trailblazer, you go through the most, but you make it different for the generation that really comes behind you. You know, when I told people I was leaving my job to go sell T-shirts, they probably looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but now you look at it now like we're having to bring in an HR team because we're, we're, we're going to be hiring people. We're having to do this. And I started addressing myself to where I want to be, not where I am. You know, yeah. because I believe when you start to do that, God will start fulfilling those positions. We started writing descriptions and positions for people and jobs that we didn't even have available yet. Because you should always be looking to where you're going, not to where just you're at right now. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, you know, and I think like the unique thing about you is that you're really still doing the same thing you were doing when you first created the brand. Um, it seems that you are a visionary in the sense of you know how to creatively tell a story in a different way. So like you said, hey, my job doesn't want me witnessing the people. I'll use this shirt to do that. Hey, the male lady or the NBA players, that's cool. Um, it seems like that that joyfulness in which you kind of share um, is still with you. I would say never lose that. And you made a point. Like, it's so true about once you start growing and people start seeing success, that's when you start really second guessing and questioning why people are there. And this is just a sidebar for anybody who's listening. There's value in believing in people before it's obvious that you should believe in them. So, like, I look at LeBron James' best friends, right? And LeBron James is my favorite basketball player. People know that. Mm -hmm. But you look at his best friends today. Like the reason that they still with him and he's created business opportunities for them. It's not because they became his friends. Once he became LeBron James, the NBA superstar It's because when he was in high school and they were playing video games and doing little normal stuff, these were the dudes that was there with him. And I think sometimes the whole, the whole way there, the whole which is way, the same way I feel about Darius. I'm like, you know what? We've been, and he loves real estate and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I told him the other day, I was like, Darius, how much would it take to take you out of your job? Because Darius don't work for me full time. He comes like he when I say loyal, he is so loyal to me. Um and he's like, you know, sis, you know, this is the number. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I said, you, you know what? I said next year, I say next year I think we're gonna meet that number. See, and that's cool. And, and, and give anywhere. you and give you your time and give you back your time. Right, and, and it's not to come in the print. It's so we can develop things because now I look back and I'll say, you know what? Do we need 650 of these? Or, you know, you know, the Lord was dealing me about black t-shirts and it's crazy. And it may sound crazy to other people. I say, you know what? I feel like I hate to lock up this amount of money, but I feel like I need to go ahead and order these shirts. And I told one of my accountants, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and order these shirts. He's like, you're going to do what? You can't do that. You, you just can't. And I'm like, okay, just, just, just bear with me. Let me do it. Thanks be to God that I did because there were no black premium quality T-shirts in the country for two weeks. Man. And guess who had a stockpile? Still see, moving. Still, and that's, you know, still moving. That's crazy, like you said, because even people who wanted to do any type of merch, I would say for a lot of people, it was longer than two weeks, depending on who the suppliers were, right? And so that's that's a good point, having that foresight. 
Look, so you covered a lot of good stuff today, uh, Fane. I definitely appreciate this interview and your time. I think this is gold for any, you know, entrepreneur, uh, whether they just starting or whether they're already in business. Um, I want to give you the last word um, just to, you know, whatever you would want to leave people with. Um, and also, like, you know, how they can shop with you guys. We, we talked about CVApparel.com. Um, I know you guys on Instagram is at Chosen Vessels, Inc. Um, but, yeah, I want to give you the last word. And this this was amazing. So so I definitely just appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. No problem at all. Um, I have this thing that I always tell people, you know, well, my, my biggest motto is that, you know, I just want to do something big for God. And I think, you know, as people of God, sometimes we get scared because we may not be educated on a particular thing or we may not have it all together. Um, one of my favorite sayings is just do work. Even if you don't have it all together, you still should do it. And with doing it, like I said before, I believe that that activates God to put other people and things in position in order for you to be able to have the support that you need in order to get to where it is that you need to be. You know, when it comes down to people, you have to give people, and I've said this before, you have to give people enough grace to not believe in the vision. Because if you're a visionary, you cast the vision and everybody's not going to see it immediately. But eventually, through time, you'll get their buy-in. And once you get to that place where you've reached the pinnacle or wherever it is that you desire to be, you have to have enough humility to not be able to say, see, I told you so. Because you've just granted them enough grace to believe in you so the next time you cast a vision, they've already bought in and they know where it is that you're going. So for anyone who's an entrepreneur and an aspiring entrepreneur, just do work, stick with it, seek the face of God, but also know after you pray, you got to get up and you got to do some work. <laughs> and so you can purchase anything that, um, you know, from us on our website, which is cvapparel.com or either chosenvesselsapparel.com. And we're also on Instagram at chosenvessels. And this week we actually have a sale going where it's 20% off of, of all merchandise uh, using code thank you or either TGIF. So amazing. And you can follow me personally on Instagram if you choose to at CEO. F-A-I-N-T. Um, that's where you'll see me personally, just a goofball. So, And again, we will have all of that information information in the uh, description of the show. So, you know, look in the description if you're listening and find all the Faint's information as well as Chosen Vessel's information. Faint, again, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, please do keep in touch. You know, if you need anything from me, let me know. Uh, hopefully this won't be the last time that we uh, cross paths. And much continued Absolutely success. not. You're very wise. Absolutely not. You you said some stuff that I took some notes on. <laughs> That's dope. That's what it's all about. And I definitely got a two pages of notes from um everything that we talked about today. So uh you have a great, great day. Um, much love to you, much success to you and your business, uh, and your team, man. And and I hope that, you know, uh, you said Darius' name a lot today. So I definitely know that's a dope person. Darius, my man. Like, keep doing what you do. Everybody needs a Darius on their team. So thanks again, Absolutely. Faith. You're welcome. No problem at all. All right. See you. Guys, people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you can hear the show every single week. Also, you can find us at InspireGuysPeople.com. Hit the drop-down box and select podcast. Yo. Email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about the show. What type of topics and interviews do you want to hear next? And always remember, if you don't like me, 
Just act like you like me. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, it ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.